Hello, this is Matthew from For the Love of Pog, a podcast mostly about cycling now. There's a different style and flavour to this particular episode. We had planned to get together and record our thoughts on La Vuelta, the third and final Grand Tour of the year. Well, holidays, family stuff, that sort of thing has got in the way. So instead, we each recorded a little audio postcard from different locations around Europe. Croatia, Lake Garda in Italy, Provence in the south of France, and uh, Kent in southeast England. Just a few thoughts and predictions really about who might come out on top in the general classification, with of course lots of sidetracking and going off on tangents. We start with Lawrence with a rather lovely Cicada soundtrack. So, a voice memo. For the love of Pog podcast, um, how interesting is this going to be? I'm not sure. Location, uh, this is coming to you, this is Lawrence, coming to you from the island of Brash in Croatia. I hope I'm saying that right. I think the man at the car hire corrected my pronunciation from saying Brack to Brash. Uh, it's very beautiful. It's 33 odd degrees. Never been here before. Uh, actually, no, I have. I've, I've been to Croatia once when I was a young lad of 14 on a football tour, which was very lovely. And first sort of first trip away from parents, if I think if I remember rightly. Uh, but that was a long time ago, and here we are now with the family. Uh, no bikes in tow, although it would have been very nice. I've seen a f- couple of cyclists. Uh, you can cycle across the island. There's a lot of mountain biking, I think, for hire and we've just had lunch and a whole family turned up on their mountain bikes um, which made me feel very inadequate I'm not sure how much the kids would have survived in 33, 35 degree heat on a mountain bike Um, so we're not doing that we're swimming in the sea and it's very nice thoughts about the Vuelta um do I even like the Vuelta? Yes, I do like the Vuelta, but it always films, feels very tail end of the season. And I forget about it and then realise it's on. Um, but I think as Andy as Andy said, in terms of the people that are there this year, it could be quite interesting. It's normally a bit of a one-sided affair, but maybe with Ineos and Thomas, maybe Thomas is feeling like he, he owes Ineos something. And... He's kept his form, hopefully, and it should be good. But, obviously, Jumbo Visma, Jumbo Visma, going hard and going strong with Ving and Rog. Uh, so it's all to play for, and then if Remco is going to leave, although we swear saying he's not, but if he's going to leave, he's probably going to want to leave with some sort of retention of the tour. Sorry, attacked by a wasp retention of uh, the Grand Tour of the Vuelta in his pocket. So we'll see. It should be good. Uh, Predictions. I think Thomas. Bold move. But I think Thomas has held some of his form. And I haven't looked who's in the Ineos team. But I've got a feeling he could could do the business. Haven't even checked what time trials there are. Total guess. Why let facts stand in the way of a prediction on the For Love of Pog? Uh, Matthew, I'm not sure how long you wanted this uh, this prediction to be. I've given you three minutes of my holiday time. 
Uh, you can probably just about hear my voice over the cicadas. I'll sign off there. Uh, longing to be back on the bike. Giving myself a kick up the arse for next season, next year, and do some more riding. But enjoying not having to think about that right now. Uh, sending love for the rest of you, wherever you are, and for the love of Pog. See you later. Right, take two with, um, without headphones. Let's see if this one works. Okay, so it's still going to be a bit windy. Andy P's postcard from uh, Provence, in fact, the Lubron Valley. I've been staying for a week near a beautiful, rather posh village called Gord. Uh, and this whole terrain is uh, around here is just phenomenal for the cyclist. So I'm cycling up to the village as I speak. Hence a little bit of uh, wind noise and some slightly heavy breathing from me. And that's partly because I'm taking it steady. Because I've already got three and a half thousand feet or so in the legs from t- today. I did a beautiful ride this morning over down into the Vaucluse Valley over the back wonderful climbs and gorges, sweeping descents, I mean just everything you could want as a cyclist really, as long as you're happy with hills because there's nothing else, Uh, there's no, there's no flat at all on that ride, it's totally wonderful. Speaking of which, uh, La Vuelta kicking off this weekend and can't wait, as Matt, it's to you and Lawrence know very well. It's my favourite of the Grand Tours. It's a. Uh, it is so because you know it's essentially the climbers' tour. It's the mountain goats' tour. Uh, but I also personally like it for the corollary of that, which is it has very few proper sprint stages. Really, almost none this year. Uh, very few recognised sprinters in the bunch. So. Uh, as we all know, sprint stages are largely dull. So uh, they could be run over about 10K, couldn't they, most of them? Uh, and just with sprinters. Anyway, uh, that's not the spirit of the thing. And they all form part of the grand sweep of the grand tour. Anyway, so who's going to win? La Vuelta. It's a hard pick, really. Uh, I really hope it's not Ving, personally. Um, uh, because that also gives Jumbo Visma the clean sweep this year and, you know, starts to look like Team Sky territory again, doesn't it? Uh, so let's hope Remco doesn't really need a team around him and can uh, defend his title. Or even G, for, for goodness sake, for G's sake, this is the last, maybe the last big chance for him, although against him competing again next year uh, so uh, let's see but I just can't wait because I love this tour I love the scenery I love the terrain and I only wish I was going to be personally cycling the terrain in Spain because it's exactly my sort of thing nearing the village now getting to the top it's quite a steep at parts this climb 
you know, not brutal, but like seven, eight, nine percent. Uh, and uh, busy with this kind of constant flow of traffic that moves through this village. Mad, really. I really let anybody drive up to a place like this. Anyway, here we are. We've arrived. So, enjoy your welter. And I'm sure you'll hear from us soon, too soon, probably, for most of you. Uh, ciao, adios. As Lisa Marie said, or was it Marie Lisa? Or was it Lisa something else? Anyway, cheerio. Okay, so audio postcard. Um, so where am I? Well, um, I haven't travelled that far from home, really. I, uh, I'm in Kent, and I'm actually in sight of uh, the rather beautiful Queen Elizabeth II Bridge, <laughs> uh, which is part of the M25, for those who know. Um, one of the one of the Dartford crossings. So I'm in sight of that rather lovely bridge. And in fact, in fact, Loswell, like, there's a bit of a um, there's a bit of shared history here in this area because oh, ten years ago, oh my god, ten years ago now, Loz and I took part in the Bridge Triathlon, which is named after the bridge, the Queen Elizabeth II Bridge. And uh, Olympic distance triathlon. I think it was the last triathlon. Maybe the last triathlon I've done. Um, and I seem to remember, Lodge, you might think this as well. Um, it was a really friendly event, wasn't it? We'd, uh, we trained relatively hard for it. I remember being a little bit terrified of swimming in the reservoir. There's a little reservoir here and we did the 1.5 kilometre swim in the reservoir. And I remember thinking as I got out, oh, that's the worst bit over. Everything's okay now. And then had to do, I think it was a 40-kilometre ride and then a, a 10k at the end. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it so much. I don't think I've done one, done one since. Anyway, so, uh, uh, I am in Kent recording this and having a think about La Vuelta and uh, some predictions and thoughts about it. So, um, kind of feels like it's come round pretty quickly, really. Obviously, the World Championship's taking place before rather than in their normal place afterwards. It feels a bit odd. So it feels as if the Vuelta is taking place almost at the wrong time, but it isn't. It's kind of, it's, I think it's in the same place. Of course, I haven't checked this because we never check these things. <laughs> I think it's taking place at the same time it normally does. Um, but I think this is probably a fight. I was going to say a fight between ROG and Eventpol, Remco Eventpol. But I think it's changed now. I think it's a fight between... Remco Evenepoel and Jumbo Visma, given that Ving the Merciless is now taking part. And I don't know whether he's taking part because he doesn't want Rog to win the Giro and the Vuelta, or whether he's thinking, uh, well, we can make sure that Jumbo Visma through Rog definitely win the, Ven- the Vuelta and beat Evenepoel. I don't know. So I think it's a fight between those two. I'd love to think that Rog could come out on top and that Ving will work for him. And also Sepp Kuss as well, because Jumbo have taken a really strong team. Evenepoel obviously coming in on the back of winning the time trial at the World Championships and looking pretty hot in the road race and looking in really good form and wanting to, you know, 
cement what he th- his place as the as, you know one the best cyclist in the world, and obviously then looking forward to the to doing the uh, the tour next year. Um, so I think I think it's a fight between between those guys. Obviously Thomas, he's in there again. Uh, obviously did really well in the Giro, and then looking to probably oh well I've always whether it's his last race, his last Grand Tour. I don't know really. Um, I suppose he'll keep going as long as he can, but I think he's in there with a the shout as well. Um, but it is a race I always look forward to. I do love, I do love watching the Vuelta. It has a different feeling and flavour to the other Grand Tours, and lots of really difficult climbs and great, you know, great scenery as well. Always looks kind of dusty um, compared to the lushness of the Tour. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So yes, I think a straight fight really between uh, Rog and Avenapol. And let's see who comes out on top. So here's my report from Northern Italy on what is happening on the bike front, plus other bits and pieces. First of all, not many bikes here. Well, there's bikes, but not many people are using them. Everyone is uh, desperately seeking water, whether that is the lake or the pool. After that, they are seeking sun lounges, seats, parasols, shade, and that seems to be the priority. Uh, There is cycle hire, uh, and a few people are biking around, probably more scooters. And then, of course, a lot of people are liking and still driving around in their big German cars. One thing of note, though, is I've seen very few electric charging points. Now, where we are, we did get a free bike for Ottilie from the campsite. Um, she's so far used it once and then complained to me that I haven't taken her on a bike ride. Um, but I'd, maybe I'll take her to the town tomorrow. But she's got a bike, but she's not using it. Uh, as for the, uh, the 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 welter, well, let's call it the swelter. Um, who's going to win it? I don't know if it even goes ahead. If it's not too hot, who knows? Uh, but my predictions are going to be based on the main nationalities of where I'm currently holidaying in northern Italy. So, in reverse order, we'll go for the Irish. There's plenty of Irish here. So, I'm going for Eddie Dunbar to win a stage. The Irish are in good force. They're making themselves known. There's a strong contingency here. Um, Probably slightly more Irish than Brits. Uh, Secondly, it's a close call between the Germans and the Dutch. I think the Germans probably slightly outnumber the Dutch, but only just. So I will go with a German stage win at some point and Jonas Koch. But that's not at all based on my knowledge of him or at all the stages, just because he's got a good German name and he's German. Uh, And then I'm going to have to go for a Dutch winner. Uh, So I'm going to go for Robert Gessink. Now, the reason why I'm going for the Dutch is the Dutch have been in full force here. Um, They have been good at the pool, good at the bar, good on the entertainment, good on uh, on the talent show last night. But most impressive has been their table tennis performance. We entered a table tennis competition, myself and my daughter. And we turned up thinking, oh, we'll do all right here, loads of kids. 
and we got split into two groups, the kids group and the and the over sort of like fourteens group. There's a few, you know, guys hanging around with the table tennis bats thinking, oh well, they could be a bit of a wild card here. Anyway, we got put into um, groups of about four or five people, and it was the best, strongest performer that went through into the knockout stages. And I played, had three kids against me. Lost the first game, won the second, got killed in the third, all by these Dutch kids. Tallulah Fadustva, she she won three of her four games, but still got knocked out. And yeah, it was an all Dutch final. Um, the the kid that won it in the end, he was about three foot five. He must have been about seven. Blonde hair, ridiculous player. His spin was unbelievable. His chop serve. And uh, yeah, the Dutch were just super, super at the old uh, the ping pong. And I saw this Dutch kid playing again tonight, and he was there by himself, just practicing. So offered him a game, and he killed me four nil. Anyway, in terms of team, I'm going to go for I'm going to back um, Little Trek. And the reason for this is that we are without cars, you know. And I took the and I took the train. I got a taxi here, but the next day I had to do a long trek to Little to get some food and of course it was getting food like fresh pasta you get some mozzarella butter parmesan aubergine tomatoes salad tomatoes bigger tomatoes plum tomatoes sun-dried tomatoes tomato passata fresh stuffed pasta with tomato Basil, chilli, bread, more bread, Oreos, toilet roll, hand soap, washing powder, you name it. Yeah, so we trekked back through the midday sun, 35 degrees, felt more like about 39, and that was a trek. Um, we did walk on the cycle path. There's a few cyclists there, a bit smarter than me. They cycled a little and had baskets, but me and Tallulah, we sweated back with our caps on in the blazing hun. Blazing sun with loads of tomatoes. So that's it from me. Over and out. So there you have it. Some predictions for La Vuelta. Now, given this podcast rather loose association with the facts and our generally in the armchair and ill-informed take on all things cycling, I doubt any of them will come true. But let's see. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye.